listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? hate it when things break. I do. It's not good. My headphones are officially broken and gone. So I'm talking with nothing <laughs> on my ears, but you two look very professional. Uh, that is, of course, Rachel and Lewis, and I'm Hello. Cecilia, the less professional one of us all. Uh, Whatever. But, I mean, you should have listened to last week's show. It's unscripted, the film show. What do you expect? You tune in for some unscripted talk. Yeah. You, uh, are, the, you are the weirdly taller one today. Though. I am weirdly tall, apparently. Even, even sit down, she looks I taller. I know. What's with uh, that? Maybe it's confidence. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I have to be confident about? I don't know. But Everything. I'm a slouncher. Everything. You I should traditionally, be. You should be maybe that's confident. what it is. Maybe you're, you're pretty just, amazing. Maybe. Just pulling yourself back. And traditionally, yeah. I'm pretty slouchy, and people call me on it. They're like, "Why don't you stand up straight?" So maybe I'm just being yeah. more conscious of that. I don't maybe. Know. Have but you been walking around with a book on your head? Oh, no, I haven't. Mm. But um, I am obviously getting older. And you know that old wives... Well, it's probably not a wives' tale, but they say if you slouch, you'll end up with a hunchback. Mm. Um, I don't think it is a, a That's old wives' realism. tale. I think yeah. a lo- not a full hunchback, but yeah. my two aunties um, have that. But I think they were genetic- genetically predispositioned to get like a real rounded back. Um, so I'm trying to be yeah. really conscious. So. Yeah. There you go. I think that, that's that part will, of my that shoulder will, issues yeah. as well. Like, um, so I'm I'm working on my traps and like a few of my back muscles to pull my shoulders back to make sure that parts of my shoulder are not impinged. Impinged. I have that's the best one. physio man. He had like this um, this thing on his iPad or whatever it was of the skeleton and like he'd move it around and add more muscles to it and then show you the skeleton and it was like really wicked. I was like, oh man, that's cool. Technology. Technology's Technology great. Technology. Is this is your skeleton. <laughs> oh, oh my God. How did you get my skeleton? Give it back. <laughs> um, that's that's stupid. But anyway. Uh, yes. <laughs> that's us. Massive show tonight, don't we? We do. We have, um, I mean, there's probably a f- Few films I don't know if we're going to tackle tonight, um, but yes. there's, there's definitely some we are we're going to get to. So f- I, you've got the list. It's it is a massive list. Um, we also have giveaways again because that's just what this show is about these days. Is just lots and lots of giveaways. We've got plenty of giveaways to the Revelation Film Festival, which begins on the first uh, of July. I will put those up on our Instagram and Facebook, but I'm going to talk a little bit about RevFest shortly. Um, and we do have tickets to give away for three summers as well which Lewis and I watched Mm -hmm. so we shall be having a review on that also um brilliant and uh we'll give people a chance to call during the show while we're playing sponsors um that way if they're not on instagram or facebook at least they can call in and and get some tickets so we've got three summers um uh, and uh yeah sparks brothers we've got that there's a lot of stuff, man. Let's let's jump into news, maybe. Yeah, well, you mentioned before about hating breaking things, but like breaking news is good. So yeah, breaking well, well, breaking the like, internet. Yeah. Breaking yes, the internet's yep. good. Um, but I, I just was I hadn't looked at uh, Dark Horizons for a while, and then I thought I'll have a look before the show, see what kind of news is there. Um, and one of the uh, the stories there, it was like um, they're making a sequel, no, a, a threequel, because it's the third film in the series, to Wolf Creek. 
Oh, no, oh. thank you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so so apparently this time it's going to be like an American family who's going to get terrorised by uh, by our own Aussie serial killer. Oh, <laughs> I love how you say it, our own Aussie serial killer. Like, he's just part of the family. Yeah, yeah that's right. I hope there are a bunch of, like, Trump supporters. I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. But that was, uh, I, I was kind of a bit... Well, not really surprised by that one. I guess it was kind of an inevitability that we would uh, see Mick Taylor back, uh, played by John Jarrett again, as a uh, uh, you know, serial killer going after some um, hapless uh, mm. people vacationing. What did surprise me, though, was when uh, they also mentioned as well that comedian Nick Giannopoulos has confirmed a third Wogboy movie is currently filming in Melbourne. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. There uh, must be an audience for it, I guess, yeah. because otherwise why would you make another one? I, I I, mean, to be honest, to be fair, I've not seen any of them, but I just feel like, you know, he's he's a comedian from the 80s that still feels like he's stuck in the 80s. Mm. You, you're probably too young to know who Nick Giannopoulos is. I know the films because I remember seeing them and... The, the big posters of them mm. when they first come out. I've never, I think I've seen parts of the film, but. And I, have you heard of Acropolis now? Yes. Okay. I have. But I think like the, uh, it makes me wonder Excuse if me? people like uh, when they see those things, if they, you know, relate to them or if they're kind of offensive because mm. they were really, really stereotypes of mm. Italian and Greek culture. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder how they're going to, um, play it this time. Mm. They've got to be a little bit more cautious, I suppose. But You would think that. You would think that. Um, but anyway, moving on from that, uh, Scarlett Johansson is going to be producing and possibly starring in a Tower of Terror film. Uh-huh. Ooh, I like the sound of this. Now, the, uh, the Tower of Terror is a ride in a lot of the Disney parks where basically you get into the ride and uh, you're going up this lift and then it uh, gets a point and the lift drops down. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's all based on the Twilight Zone and everything like that. But I don't think the film would be based on the Twilight Zone, but it'll probably be about people disappearing in an elevator. So, um, But it sounds, sounds quite cool. Um, in other news, uh, Harrison Ford got injured on the uh, set of Indiana Jones 5. That's a that's a sign, an omen that they should not be doing that movie at all. It's also a sign that uh, it, when you've got a actor in his 70s, you should try to limit him doing anything on set because uh, it's going to be... Uh, stump people are for. Yeah, you're just going to be getting him injured. And he apparently hurt his shoulder, so he's got to, like, rehab that and mm. not film stuff and... Yeah, not not the uh, not the best thing. Uh, there's a new Suicide Squad trailer out, which is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I just uh, posted that to the, uh, the the unscripted Facebook page before I came in. Is this the second one? I think oh, the second Suicide Squad. It film. is, yeah, yeah, second Suicide yeah, Squad. The, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is not. It's not like I don't know if it's you count it as a sequel. It's kind of a, a reboot in, in a way. Oh, because it's mainly about Harley Quinn, isn't it? No, not really. No, no okay. No, still, I've got no idea. It's still a massive ensemble ensemble cast. A yeah. Huge ensemble cast. It's got John Cena in there. Uh, Idris Elba. Um, it's got yeah, lots of lots of um, uh, Peter Capaldi's in there. Oh, nice. Uh, so yeah, it's got a big, big, big cast. Uh, but yeah, just it's uh, directed by James. Gunn, uh, who directed Guardians of the Galaxy, and it looks sensational. So, who directed the first one? Um, was it Zack Snyder? No, no, no. Zack Snyder didn't do the first one. Oh, I can't remember the guy, name of the guy. Um, well, it obviously wasn't James Gunn. It wasn't James Gunn. No, no. Because apparently it was a pile of poo. 
Did you not watch the first or second? I've still not seen it, no. It's got good bits, but it's not the greatest film. I I would just watch it for the um, Harlequin stuff Mm. and to see that epic, like, burger-making scene that everyone talks about. Isn't there a scene where she gets, like, a burger made for her or something? I think that's in the Harley Quinn film. Oh, right. Okay. So Suicide's... Right. No wonder I'm confused. Mm. And I feel like this is the third one then. By David Ayer. David Ayer, that's right. Yes, yeah. Mm. So there you go. So who did the Harley Quinn movie then? The person who filmed it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, interesting. David Ayer was the director of Fury. Yeah, yeah. Um, ah, yeah. I completely yep. forgot about that, but um, we all enjoyed that film a few years back. It was so. good, back when Shia LaBeouf was fully yeah. off his rocker. Yeah, and um, the other film we were talking about was um, Harley Quinn, wasn't it? We wanted to know who... Uh, I haven't found the details. I was going to try and find them quickly, mm. but yeah. guys were mumbling a bunch. But we stuff. just we stopped anyway, mumbling, didn't we? Um, it's all right, people can look it up. We can't, be, we can't be across everything, okay? no. We, we never we never promised you to be Google-like um, people with the information in our brain sacks all the time. In fact, information is often not in my brain sack. I forget actors' names sack. and directors' names. That's why this is uh, just a layman's kind of show, isn't it? It, it is. It's it not is. you. We're not and critics. Um, We're just Kathy people who Yen like movies. Was the director of Birds of Prey? There you go. See, I did some very good mumbling while you researched. But anyway, uh, any other news before we move on? No, no. I am happy to move on. I I, I did oh. see um, some interesting news about Brendan Fraser, who is gaining. Uh, more than 200 kilos what? No, to no. star in a film. No, no gain, that's not um, healthy. You can't gain 200 kilos. Let that's me. really, really unhealthy. Brendan Fraser looks dramatically different as he prepares for 600-pound movie role. So, apologies, so 600 pounds <laughs> is about 270 kilos. So he would obviously already be off a, yeah, a, a yeah. weight plus whatever it is to equal that But that's that still amount. really like a lot of um, weight. Before I do, let me confirm my mathematical um, why would, why would, numbers. Like, that, they have suits for that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, that's really not good. 600 pounds. Yeah, 272 uh, kilograms, 600 pounds uh, is uh, – yeah, and if you have a look at the picture – He'd have to put on like 170 um, kilos or something. Yeah, because he's quite – I would say he's a fairly, you know, s- slender-looking man, but um, – Not the slender man, though. He, not <laughs> not <laughs> the slender man. The slender man. Um, I'm just trying to find out what the film uh, is and what he who he's portraying. I have a feeling it must be based on a, a true character if they're making – Well, I wonder if it's about Jared – who, um, who the the subway guy? Do you, you guys remember I Jared do. the subway I guy? Do. <laughs> I wonder yeah. what are he's d- doing. Uh, he's isn't in he jail. in prison? Oh, pretty sure he's in jail. Yeah, he was out by now. But anyway, um, I, I will do some digging about Brendan Fraser and come back. But um, yeah, he there's some photos of of him and he looks very large. So oh dear. Um, but yeah, that can't be healthy for no. you. To, to do that. so No, Tom mm. Hanks says he got um, diabetes from going up and down in weight for movie roles. He did. He could have just been predis- predispositioned for it, who knows, and just really liked donuts, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, as you guys will be well aware, I have been binging Superstore. Um, I watched the last episode of season five on Netflix the other day and then it started, I'm like, cool, I'll watch 
episode one of season six. And then it started like doing a trailer for another TV show. And that was how I found out that season six is not on Netflix. Um, The final season is on binge. So I have to um, download binge again. And uh, yeah, so that's really annoying. But I think Mayor of... um, East Town is on binge. Yes. And apparently that's really, really good with Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. So at least I'll I'll get a couple of things out. So I started um, instead of, you know, watching that final season, I started watching The Morning Show on Apple Play. Have you guys seen that? No? No. The Morning Show. So it's got it's got Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon who actually played Rachel's sister. On, on Friends, a little oh, bit of tidbit yeah, of there for you. Yes. Um, but basically Alex, it, it, Jennifer Aniston's character Alex is a, um, she's on like a morning show, you know, one of those today mm-hmm. type things and her co-host gets booted overnight because he's um, been accused of some inappropriate sexual things at in the workplace. So overnight she's got to helm the TV show kind of by herself um, and then Reese Witherspoon's character kind of comes into play and it's it's uh, kind of a look at the politics of the show behind the scenes and a look at, you know, men doing inappropriate things in the workplace and I think kind of taking it, – it's almost like it's taking a look at what it would have been like for um, I think it was the Today Show when Matt Lauer got fired because he got fired and they kind of had to go on the air like a couple of hours after they found out. So um, it's a really compelling show. I can't stop watching it. So, um, yeah, so that's good. So that's what I've been doing. There's another show while you've got binge that I can recommend uh, watching, uh, particularly if you're a fan of Catherine Hahn. It is a show called Mrs Fletcher. Oh, I do like her. Yeah. And it's a story of a, a lady who's been divorced and her, her son goes to college and she kind of rediscovers her sexuality. And uh, it's it's a really good show. It's only like five, six or seven episodes long, but it's got a really frustrating ending because it's like clear that the story's should be continuing, mm. but you know that's all there is. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that is frustrating. Is it an older show? Uh, yeah, I think it was like 2019. Oh, and yeah. they've just decided, no, this is it, we're one and done. Yeah. Which sometimes is a good thing. That's kind of what I want, but not when it has a, an ending where you feel like it needs to continue. Yeah, but it was – maybe it will come back at some point in time. I don't know. I think Catherine Hahn could be busy. She's, so. uh, oh, she's, she's doing lots of yeah. stuff, man. She is a busy, busy woman. Good I feel like it. she's in another show um, with Rose Byrne called Physical. We started watching the first episode. I haven't seen her in it yet. Oh, okay. But is she in that? I'm not sure. Oh, because I watched the trailer and I thought I saw her and I got really excited. I'm like, well, I have to watch that now because I basically need to watch everything that she's in. Well, I look forward to your review of Mrs. Fletcher. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll have to get binge first. There's another uh, show on binge as well called Avenue 5, which I'm not 100% sure. um, I kind of liked it. Uh, Kat was on the fence about it, but it's about a, a space cruise ship um, that's uh, owned by Judd Industries and uh, the character Judd is played um, by uh, uh, played by Olaf. What's his name? Um, Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Played by Josh Gad. <laughs> and um, uh, and you've got uh, Hugh Laurie is the captain of the ship. Uh, and I did that in qu- quotes and when you watch the, the, the show. <laughs> There's a reason why. why. <laughs> um, 
But it's a uh, yeah, a ship that's out, out in space. They get knocked off course, so instead of it being like a, a, a few week cruise, it ends up being like uh, six years or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then other stuff happens. It's like really Red Dwarf. yeah, it's kind of kind of like Red Dwarf. It's uh, really just. Um, uh, stupid things happen and it's just ridiculous. So uh, if you like space shows, that's another good one. But again, I don't know if it's a – it's it kind of like looks like it should have more seasons, but I mm. think there's only one, so I don't know if there'll be more of that. But well, it suits my commitment issues. So yes. um, just quickly before we go to um, sponsors, I just want to have a quick chat about the Revelation Film Festival. So this is happening between the 1st and the 11th of July. We do have tickets to give away and I watched a whole bunch of trailers last night. We've got a um, we've got a program to send out to you um, when you do call us on 94942100 to pick up these tickets. Um, but a couple of the ones that really jumped out at me with the boy a documentary called The Boys Who Said No and this is a documentary about the men who refused to fight um, in the Vietnam War and you know they they were forced to go to, to jail and, and everything so it was um, it looks like you know very very entertaining there's a super creepy one called Gaia um, from South Africa which I couldn't actually even watch the trailer for two park rangers travel deep into the primordial forest where a chance encounter with a quasi site survivalist father and son expose a new and unfamiliar world. Basically, I started to watch the trailer and got um, the poo scared out of me, so I stopped wow. watching it. Um, there's another one called The Killing of Two Lovers, which is from the USA, which is kind of like it's some people going through a trial separation, but then the wife starts, you know, going out with somebody and he doesn't deal with it very well and it has a, a few twists and turns, it looks like. So, um that's just a couple of the things that are available. There's there's a lot of films, um, features, documentaries, shorts from all over the world. You know, you've got New Zealand, the UK, Finland, Canada, um, Australia. There's an Australian film, France, South Africa, um, all over the place. So, yeah, if you are interested, which you should be because the Revelation Film F- Festival does handpick some amazing stuff the Sparks Brothers is a new film out. And who are the Sparks? Do you guys have any idea who they are? When I saw the trailer, I thought it was a piss take. <laughs> I thought this is a fake group. Like and Spinal like, Tap. I thought it was like a Spinal Tap yeah. sort of Anchorman sort of like mockumentary. Mm-hmm. And then I kept watching the trailer and I got the idea that maybe it's not. And then I went online and found their songs and I'm like, okay, so they're a legit band. They are. And you know what? You're not and the, that I've never heard You're of. not the only person who, who thought it was a fake. Lewis, Sparks Brothers, did no, you know them? I didn't know them at all. Didn't no, know them? No. Interesting. So they are LA musicians, despite the fact they've got a very European kind of edge to mm, them. I thought they were, they were English when yeah, I saw them. Yeah, most people do. So, And they had quite uh, quite a lot of success in Europe and in the UK, uh, more so than uh, America. But you've got brothers Russell and Ron Mal, and they've been around for more than five decades, and they've released a massive 25 albums. Imagine that. That's that's just incredible. They're still going, but they've gone largely unnoticed, particularly by mainstream audiences, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they've really influenced some bands over the years. So they've really influenced like Pet Shop Boys, uh, New Order, uh, you know, 
red hot chili peppers and so on. So this documentary covers their entire uh, discography through the years and how the band continually evolved and reinvented themselves. Mm. And, you know, it features commentary from celebrity fans. You've got people like Beck, um, Jason Schwartzman's in it, Flea, Mike Myers, um, and a a heap more, uh, which you can kind of see from the trailer there. But they had a very electric array of songs, techno-like, you know, ironic lyrics. Uh, They were very eclectic though in the, in their choices are they but kind of comedy in a way yeah, yeah. their lyrics are very ironic mm-hmm. and um yeah kind of yeah I, I'm not sure the the word because I think they're ironic if you're listening to them but I don't think they were intentionally ironic if that <laughs> makes sense so I think these guys were very serious mm-hmm. about what they were singing but it sounds ironic so because the trailer's got some it they've got them being interviewed. And the reason why I thought it was like they were taking the piss mm. was there's a scene where he's like, oh, that's getting a bit too wet or something and he pours water over his head. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, what? This has got to be fake. But, I mean, they, they released this album kind of mid-career which didn't go down too well with their record company and their record company said, you've got to release something people can dance to. So, of course, their next song was music you can dance to. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of those kind of people. I, so. I've kind of, I think I've heard of that. Well, other songs you may have heard of is This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us. I listened to that and no, I hadn't heard of it. Cool Places, I predict, the number one song in heaven. Um, so they've had, there's quite a few songs you'll probably recognise mm-hmm. when you listen to them. And, you know, their visual presentation was really good. Their album covers were really ironic also. So um, the film comes to us from self-confessed fanboy Edgar Wright, who is, of course, the British director mm-hmm. behind uh, Baby Driver, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, so on. And this is a bit of a departure for him, a debut um, documentary. So I really enjoyed the way he pulls together this with um, archival footage, interviews with all these people, the brothers themselves, fans, um, and these quirky little animations that he throws in as well. My only criticism is that it runs a little bit too long. It's two hours, 20 minutes. But I mean, if you're covering the span of these guys and their career, it probably makes sense. So, look, I went in completely unaware about these guys and who they were and I left a bit of a fan. So uh, you don't actually have to know who Sparks uh, are or, you know, to enjoy this. And um, interestingly, they've just finished working on a film or a musical, I should say, called Annette, which stars Adam Driver and um, Marion Cotillard. So that's scheduled to release in the next few months. So they um, did the screenplay, music and lyrics for that. So um, that will be interesting. And, um, of course, Edgar Wright's next film, The Thriller, Last Night in Soho, is uh, set to release in October. Oh, God, that looks so good, doesn't it? It does. So, look, I really enjoyed this film and I think it just goes to show pre-internet that you, you didn't really get a sense of all the musicians that were out there because mm. they were kind of around in the 70s. So, you know, unless you really read about them or whatnot. Um, look, I really liked it. I'm going to score this four and a half um, sarcastic comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems appropriate. Um Lewis and I saw a movie called Three Summers, which is a really interesting Brazilian film that takes place, um, as as the title 
uh, sort of suggests over three years, over December's. Uh, so, and it's seen, it's kind of a life scene through Mada, or which is short for Magdalena. Mm-hmm. She's the housekeeper um, at a, a very wealthy, well-to-do, well-connected kind of family. And you kind of see this family in the first year and they're having this massive party, um, which is like a combination of an anniversary party and a going away party for their son. But, you know, there's lots of alcohol, there's lots of food, there's lots of, you know, jumping in the pool, lots of excess basically. But during the during the party, the, the father of the household, Edgar, he's completely... Um, distracted all the time getting on his phone something fishy is going on um and you kind of get the idea that perhaps there's some criminal things possibly afoot um and then it skips to the next december where um magdalena or mada is is trying to organize the 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 christmas stuff for that year but there's no one there and they find out that Edgar has been arrested and they're going through the house, um, you know, with warrants to try to search out information. And then the third year, um, it's... it's um, well, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it's interesting to see how, how she goes about trying to um, make money mm-hmm. because he's left her and the other workers with outstanding wages and so she's like kind of the mother hen who's trying to figure out all of these schemes and different ways to to make the money but the second year they're kind of having a bit of fun (laughs) at the house and you know jumping in the pool having their own little pool parties disconnecting all the cameras to make sure that no one can see all the fun they're having um you know taking the boat out and doing tours and pointing out like famous people's houses and yeah, it's it's quite fun. Yeah, it's it's a really cool cool film, um, and you know it's it's interesting because she's got a uh, a dream to have this little store that uh, you know she gets set up, uh, and that kind of all gets derailed because of the the the, the, the boss money issues. Um, so it was interesting seeing that side of the story mm. as well. So. Yeah, but no, very different kind of you know story than we, we would normally see. You know, mm. this you know, um, seeing things from the um, uh, domestic service side of things and uh, and how they they deal with being you know, left behind when their their boss ends up going to jail. So mm. yeah, there were some real real fun moments in this film, and um, she's also contending with. Um, I want to say Lyra is his name, the the father of Edgar. He gets kind of left behind mm. as well and he's ailing. His, his wife has passed away recently. So Marta is trying to kind of take care of him in the process and also, you know, become partners in crime <laughs> almost with him. So coming up with little schemes to, to keep them afloat basically and – there's one line he says to her, I wrote it down. I don't know if I've still got it. Here we go. Um, you get on my nerves with your joy because Marta is like, she's just got this smile plastered on her face all the time. She's just trying to make the most of every situation. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's nice to see them interact together. So, yeah, I quite enjoyed this film. Yep, no, I did too. It was a nice way to start my Saturday because I saw it on Saturday morning. So. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one uh, three and a half uh, flowers in the ocean. 
Oh, nice. I'm going to give this um, three and a half. Is it a garage sale? Question mark. (laughs) Why is that not the first time I've heard that phrase today? Really? Are you for real? Yeah, I'm not even joking, but I can't remember the context in which I heard it. But um, interesting. Well. I've got like uh, just one quick thing I've got to yes. do before we uh, we move on. Uh, I reviewed the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard last week, but it's it's released today. So I just wanted to reiterate that the Hitman's Wife Bodyguard with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson and Selma Hayek is freaking awesome. It's uh, just like dumb fun uh, action comedy. Uh, and so if you you want to have a laugh, then I would uh, highly recommend getting out and seeing it because uh, yeah, if you enjoyed the first Hitman's uh, the Hitman's Bodyguard. Bodyguard, this one just amps it up to 11. There's a scene with um, Ryan Reynolds and Morgan Freeman in this film, and I hope you know the one I'm referring to, um, and Samuel L. Jackson's there too. Yes. Um, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, I can't get over how funny that was, but anyway. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Did, did, dun, dun, dun. did we get a little bit of me talking on air? Probably. Oh, you look, wouldn't you wouldn't know because I you don't it, have head you find I, I don't, but also I think it adds to the, um, I don't know, like the, the feel of the show. Yeah, that's right. The feel of the show. You see behind the scenes where we're trying to figure out what's next and I know what's next. Do you? Because I said it as we came on air. Yeah, I yeah. Did. My I'm boss went and saw it and she was... Um, she really, really didn't enjoy it. <laughs> Look, it's a, I'm a little bit late to the game because I wasn't here last week and it obviously did release last week. But being Fast and Furious 9, it's probably a good idea that I share with you all a little bit about it. Um, I am going to be completely honest to say that I haven't really kept up with the franchise and that I can't quite recall every film. But um, look, sure, they all just mesh together. They do a little bit. And this look, is coming from a person who's seen zero. Of <laughs> I've them. seen some at least. Mm-hmm. And Louis, have you seen a few of these? I've seen most of them. I think. Cool. So I, you, just, I didn't see this one because I had a plasma donation, and I'd already cancelled it once important. before. So. That's far more important. Um, so yes, look, the franchise, the franchise, oh, the, ooh, fr- the franchise. franchise. Oh, I did. Um, was born more than twenty years ago, and since then, it's grossed more than six billion dollars at the box office. Um, we've had nine films from the main saga as well as a spin-off. We've had um, Hobbs and Shaw. And look, a lot of the main cast, including uh, Vin Diesel, Ludacris, uh, you've got Michelle Rodriguez, they all return for this one. And you've also got Helen Mirren, uh, Charlize Theron and John Cena in this one. So uh, Dom, played by Diesel, is retired from the fast life, <laughs> fast lane, or has he? Um, that is it. So he's raising his son with his wife, Letty, played by um, Michelle Rodriguez, and that is until he is pulled out of retirement, like John Farnham. And um, <laughs> he's, he needs to stop a cyber attack. So he discovers that uh, someone he, he knows might be behind this Ooh. attack. So I won't go into too much detail because it's a little bit convoluted. And, look, it's interesting that this franchise is – kind of started out as car chases and now it's all about spies and stuff but look I think each film presents us with these ambitious crazy stunts Mm. and every time we get a new film they kind of up it a little bit this time the laws of physics don't apply apparently they just do not exist so look I think there was one part where the cinema was laughing because this idea of what they did was just so out there that 
yeah, you either love it or you hate it, I think. Um, look, I'm going to score it a two because I think it was ambitious. Um, the, I, I think the most civilian cars in this film was destroyed. I think there was so many cars on this side street that just got wiped out in one car chase, which was quite fun to watch. And I like that. I like those traditional old car chases where you get, where where it's kind of real. All this stuff about, you know, defying these laws of physics, just it's too much. And it's just, it doesn't fit with the franchise, I don't think. It doesn't fit with the Fast and Furious. So, look, I don't think this is the last (laughs) Uh, I think there's set to be at least uh, two more from what I've kind of read. But, uh, look, I think it's time to maybe uh, put a put the brakes on this and then stop. How how was John Cena in the film? Oh, look, he was okay. He was pretty um, – what's the word? He was very, like, wooden. Because it, <laughs> it, it was his first time playing a bad guy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I was interested to see how he goes with being the bad guy as opposed to – you know, he's mm. playing in, in The Suicide Squad, he's playing a superhero or a supervillain, uh, somewhere in between. Uh, but it's really dumb. And mm. so he's playing a dumb, funny guy there. So, but yeah, when I've seen the trailer with him in it, yeah, he does like, yeah, it doesn't seem to be his usual kind of self. Yeah. Yeah. He's very, very wooden. Mm. And I don't know if that's the direction that he's mm. been given and being told. Um, I've seen him in thing, comedy things and he's great. Mm. So maybe comedy's his thing and, and this is not so much just because, it, yeah, it seemed a bit. Um, maybe yeah. he just didn't believe the dialogue he was saying. Yeah. Or the character or the stunts or all of those things too. Mm. So you, look. Phoning it in maybe. Do you think maybe. he'll be uh, back in future. Uh, <gasps> I think it's very, very likely he will come back for um, round, like, yeah, for the next um, few films, just because of his character mm. and his connection with um, mm. some of the the original characters too. Because that's one of the things they do in the Fast and Furious is they take the villain from one film, yeah. and the next film they become less villainous. Uh, yeah, 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 and that's like, that's right. They've done that. That's how it's evolved as mm. well. And you get these guys that come back, and you know, there's always someone who seems to to die in one but reappears in another. Mm, So, mm. look, it's um, – people – there are people that love this stuff and they will go and see it. But, um, yeah, I just think there's one stunt gone too far that just does not make any sense. Like goes really far. Really far. very far. far. Do you know the stunt I'm talking about? I think I do. It goes really far. Yeah, I think I know the stunt you're talking (laughs) about. Really far. Yeah. How far, guys? (laughs) Like really far. Really far. Luna. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Are you for real? No. I mean, oh, it's been out. People okay. know, but yeah, it goes far. far <laughs> All right, I'm going to have to probably ask about that um, off air. So yeah, there you go. But that's Fast and Furious Nine. It's um, in cinemas now. Revenant's engines. <laughs> I like Revenant's to try and pun, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> Put a break on it. <laughs> no, I love it. The more puns, the better. People hate them. I love them. Oh, I love a good pun. Mm-hmm. Send us your best one. Yeah, why not? On go Facebook. on to Facebook and yeah. tell us. Give us some movie puns. Yeah. That'd has to fun, relate to it? the films that we've talked about tonight, though. Oh. oh that, no, actually any film. But you have yeah. to reference the film somewhere. Yeah, so so we, it makes sense. Mm. Um, so there's a bunch of events happening uh, soon at Luna. Um, one of them I just want to quickly mention, I talked about From the Vine last week um, and it's officially out. Um, well, I'm, I'm sure that it's currently out 
because I reviewed it last week because I was sure it was out. Um, but they're doing some special screenings on Thursday, the 8th of July at uh, Luna Essex in Windsor. Um, basically, you've got, you've got like Italian wine um, and some lovely nibblies um, and it's showing from 6.30. So this is the story that's set in Italy. Um, it's crossed between like a, a guy who's having a mental breakdown and, you know, let's make some wine. It's... It, it was quite a pleasant movie. Arda didn't enjoy it, but I think that's maybe because um, maybe there were some stereotypes. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm not too sure, but I quite liked it. It was quite a simple, nice film. Well, that's that's just... a film with Joy Pants in it, isn't it? Yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joy Pants suit. <laughs> that's the one. Um, yeah, yeah, where it's just like, you know, a bit of fun and you can kind of sit down and relax and just enjoy the film as opposed I, to try to pick it to pieces and, I can never you know. See, I can never see Joe Pantaleone uh, and not envision him uh, eating that steak in um, uh, The Matrix. <laughs> see, I don't recall him from that. Really? No. He was like the guy that, that like, you know, dobs him in. And he's like, yo, uh, you know, even though I know that this steak isn't real, it's like, yo, I just keep thinking to myself, I don't care, or whatever it is, and he eats a steak and it's like, that's the best-looking steak in the world. It's like, it's just, See, yeah. I think I probably relate to, or remember him from Bad Boys more than anything else, but um, was he... Do you remember that movie where Baby Baby's Day Out or something? I feel like he was in that. Oh, I think he I might could, have been. I could be wrong. I used to love that film when I was young, Baby's Day Out. I could just that was fun. I could just look for it, but um, babies day out. This is what we. This is how we do things. We like to include the audience in our process, so mm. they're kind of you know on the ride with us. Yeah, that's right. And he was. Look at me. Yes, good job. Two two Joes. It also had Joe Manteng Mag, Mantegna. Um, yeah, that, that was a great film. Oh, it was a bit of fun. A bit of fun. Um, also, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but Charlie Chaplin, um, the the Charlie Chaplin collection is is coming up as of July, and it's going to run for basically like ten months, like a movie every 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 month. So all of his movies have been kind of um, tidied up, and it's. In, uh, it's all because of the the 100th anniversary of the release of Charlie Chapman's The Kid, which is a very famous and well-known Charlie Chapman film, of course. So they've all been um, beautifully restored and uh, you've got things like The Kid, The Circus, um, Modern Times, The Great Dictator, which is not showing until January, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. The Gold Rush. I mean, a lot of these films... Um, there's a lot of history in them and a lot of things that have been brought through other films um, that you can make the connections of. So uh, that's happening as well. Um, you guys like the Anchorman, right? Who doesn't like the Anchorman? Anchorman's good. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I've got the details in front of me. Uh, I probably do somewhere. But um, the Monkey Collective are doing an immersive on this at, at Luna, you know, where they – you know, mm. get you to dress up and you can yell things at the screen. Perfect movie for that. I mean, I always say keep it classy, whatever I'm referring to. Um, mainly it's keep it classy, Quinana, because <laughs> it's kind of where I am most of the time. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're probably going to sell out. So they're doing some pre-sales as of today um, and then their main sales start on Thursday, the 1st of July. So if you're interested, it's a Sunday 18th July screening. So, I mean, get on it, man. 
Get on it. I, I, I googled uh, estate scene matrix, um, <laughs> and it was it was funny how much stuff it actually brought up there, uh, including like uh, um, uh, what kind of steak was it? Uh, <laughs> but the uh, the line he said was ignorance is bliss just before he ate the steak. So, ah, yeah, which makes sense. I should have remembered that. Did I just accidentally pay footsies with you, Lewis, or no, that's unless the desk? Unless you've got the longest legs <laughs> in the world, no. But if you both put out it's, your legs. It's been known to happen, yeah. like yeah. normally with Cecilia yeah, when we're doing we Tangent City episodes. Do play um, footsies. But I think if you were to both put out your legs, they might. Anyway. They might meet, um, yes. But, yeah, no, Facebook, go there, give us a like um, because we're always posting giveaways. Uh, yes, so. we. Um, at the moment, um, obviously, they are trying to get a lot of people back in the cinemas. Mm-hmm. I don't know why um, people are staying away. <laughs> I think it's just like people just got used to not going to the Maybe. cinema. Yeah. And there's just so much streaming stuff now. It's, mm. uh, yeah, it's, it's just, Nothing it's, beats seeing something at the cinemas though on the big screen. Very true. I mean, I've... I've got a, a, a cinema at home and and I still think going to the cinema is better. Mm. <laughs> I, I love the feel of being there with an audience and hearing them laugh at the same things and yeah. um, I always just, just recently, what was that New Zealand film, uh, Baby Done? Mm. Um you know, and having someone behind me laugh at the same thing I did and nobody else in the cinema is laughing. And so that at the end of the movie I turned around and mentioned a podcast and she's like, yep, and we were both like on the same level you can't do that at home guys no i had so much joy the other week when i went to see the hitman's wife's bodyguard there was um a lovely lady a few seats ahead of me she was there by herself like me i was there by myself too sitting there and she was cackling so much that it made me smile yeah because i could see how much joy this film was bringing her it was um and i mean some of the stuff she was laughing at i was like okay wasn't that funny <laughs> um but look it, it she was her. enjoying she herself she loved it so i think that's um always really fun um to see but unlike when i went to see fast and Furious, there was two girls behind me gas bagging the entire time. So oh. I had to give them a bit of a look. That's very annoying. Over the shoulder. Yeah. Just to make sure they were aware. You're like, I'm a lot older than you. Um, <laughs> you have to pay attention to me now. I did. I felt quite old because. You don't um, have any grey hairs. So I you can't. I felt you... really adult like. Like, you know mm. what? I'm done with this. Stop talk, you know. So I Did you actually shush them or I anything? didn't. I just gave them a look. But then they seen me give them the mm. look and I think the look says it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gave them that beady it was, eyes. It was a powerful look. But look, I mean, catch up before the film or after the film, I've got no issue with that. But to sit there and, and what's annoying is it's the little sp- 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 mm. sp- that's mm-hmm. more annoying. So not during a film. I don't mind it every now and again when someone's like, ooh, but... These were entire conversations about things. So anyway, that's very. I'll get off my high horse and uh, um, preaching to the yeah, choir here. They've forgotten how to act in a cinema because because they've been out of the cinema for too long. Yeah, mm. look, maybe they just needed that you know reminder. So mm. you know, I'm not going to be too judgmental. But I honestly think that, that uh, you know things are really pumping out now, mm. coming through thick and fast. Like because before we would have uh, a film here and a film there. Yeah. And now we've got like I saw three films. I could have seen four films in the last week. Wow. Wow. Yeah, um, you had a big week, a big week yeah, of film. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so it's uh, it, it's 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 really good. It's it's just uh, be able to go and sit in the cinema with other people and 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 watch a film or react to a film is just just fantastic. And uh, yeah. Black Widow is coming out in a few weeks' time. I know that's come up fast now, hasn't it? Well, it's come up fast finally. It's oh, uh, I know, but I was like, uh, I I was hoping that it would be like. Um, 
in August around my birthday, but I, I'm all happy to see it early. <laughs> mm. No, it's I've, I've got we've got our tickets all ready to go. So, um, oh, yeah. are you going to do a midnight screening? Are you? No, I think it's just a normal screening on a Wednesday. So, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But it should uh, should be uh, really good, and then we'll probably get on Disney Plus as well because we usually watch Disney uh, the Marvel films like two or three mm-hmm. times at the cinema. Mm. So I figured go see it first in the cinema, and then get it on Disney Plus and get the best of both worlds. The best of both. Mm. Worlds. I'm looking forward to it. It's got uh, Florence um, Pugh. Yes. I freaking love her. She's good. I watched a trailer last night for a new um, M. Night Shyamalan film called Old. I can't bring myself to watch that trailer. No. my fear of death death and all of that. I just can't bring myself. And, you know, it's weird for me because I love, you guys know that I love M. Night Shyamalan and his films. And um, I can't even watch the trailer to this. Well. I'm scared, guys. I, it's so basically they go to this beach on a holiday and all of a sudden they start aging. So the kids are going from like being little kids to like teenagers and then one of them has like this, um, she ends up being pregnant somehow, I don't know, but you see her belly like growing really fast. Wait, one of the kids? It's really creepy. Yeah, but she's like because she's aged on the beach really quick, she's like now a 20-year-old or something and then she just... You know, he's having her belly growing really fast. Oh, I want to know the twist because obviously there's going to be a twist. Well, you're going to have but to see it, I don't aren't you? Think Are I you can, not going to see it? I don't think I can do it. Are I you for real? I honestly do not think I can do it. I it's, just, it's got the guy from Hereditary in it. Like the guy I've who's... I've decided that Hereditary and Midsummer are two films I don't think I could ever watch again. So I still haven't seen Midsummer. I keep horrific. looking They're like too horrific. where it's showing. I never, never thought there was like a like a, a line that uh, you wouldn't cross. Yeah, so. do you know, I was talking to someone about it last week and it's it's not because they're scary. It's She's because, getting old. It's because they're horrific. The, mm. things, the, the things that are in these films could be somewhat real, some of them. Well, not all of them, but... I don't know. They're just too horrific for me. They they scarred me a little bit. Hereditary. There are parts of it that are really gross and full on. And I listened to a podcast that went through. It was like a spoiler episode that went through the start to finish of the whole thing. And I thought that was the only way I was going to be able to sit and watch it. Um, and I'm glad I did um, because I, I think I would have been. So you knew what to even expect more a little bit. freaked yeah. out. Like I was freaked out. I still haven't seen Midsummer because I keep trying to um, see it on a like a free service <laughs> yeah. that I've well not free service a service that I'm already paying for. But I think I'm going to have to rent it and watch it. But that's got Florence Pugh in it. Um, Are you still fighting you, with my family? No, I know she's in that. Yeah, she said that's good as well. But I mean, if we're talking horror movies, Babadook is kind of the last one that I saw that I was like. I think I'm done. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I'm I and I think maybe it's an age thing. I don't know because I used to really love horrors. Um but that one really got to me and that Australian one which I I don't even know if you guys saw it or not but it, I can't even remember what it's called. It freaked me out so much. I think it could be an age thing because obviously I used to love horrors but mm. I'm now getting to a point where I don't know if I want to watch that. It's not I don't mind supernatural horror because it's unrealistic, but when you start watching things that are realistic like the conjuring. it just it kinda there's so much stuff happening in the world that I don't want to put myself I'd rather watch something that's gonna make me laugh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just I don't know. I think that's probably why I think it was called The Killing Grounds. The Australian oh, one. Was that with the little kid? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that was a little bit too like, uh, this could possibly happen. That was too much. And I think when I watched it, Bryce was like 18 months yeah. old or something and this, basically the same age as the baby in the movie who, spoilers, doesn't die or anything but it's just 
yeah, makes you want to vomit just mm. watching the movie because you're so nervous the whole time. Um, but, yeah, I, I always think about that movie and bub- Babadook and think, you know, people think Australian movies aren't very good. Where is this coming from? They need to, like, actually watch some stuff. Get some Aussie cinema. Yeah. Into ya. Stick it in your eyeballs, man. It's some good stuff. Um, Is that an old thing that people don't like Australian movies? I think people just like whenever people think of Australian films, they're thinking of, you know, Crocodile Dundee and all of those films that came from the 80s, Mm. uh, which are very Australiana kind of stuff. Because we went to a lunch and we had this conversation with somebody and they said, you know, they didn't like Australian movies. And then I started listing Mm. recent-ish Australian movies and he was like, oh, yeah, that one was good. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah, that was good. It's like, well, then you need to change your opinion and stop saying Australian cinema is terrible because it's like so exciting and interesting mm. and, you know, some really original ideas as opposed to, you know, the, they keep churning out sequels to things. Yeah. We don't do that here in Australia. And to be, be fair, I uh, just got to say like a lot of Marvel films have been made in Australia and uh, Mortal yep. Kombat's been made in Australia. So we could claim them as Australian films. We certainly could. Why not? Yeah. Certainly could. And a lot of great um, people, you know, from Australia go on to do you know, things internationally as well. You know, you've got mm. James Wan and um, Lee Winnell who were the creators by, behind Saw and they've gone off to do, you know, amazing things. James Wan, of course, did Aquaman, um, done some amazing films. And I think his um, list of, like, horror films always make these kind of top ten, mm. you know, gross, like, grossing horror films. So, you know, I think um, Insidious is in there, Saw is in there. So, yeah, he's he's kind of the master of horror. So did, it's gross and top grossing. <laughs> Yes, top grossing. Did you guys get to see The Dry, the Eric Banner movie that came out last year? I didn't. I wanted to. It was so good. Um, Eric Banner's doing the narration for a a documentary that I'll be reviewing in the next couple of weeks that we actually have tickets for, but I'll be giving them away in a couple of weeks' time called Envoy uh, Shark Cull. So, um, yeah, narrated by Mr... Eric Banner. But anyway, our show is um, over. We've got we've gone through a lot of things. Um, but just quickly, the Scandinavian Film Festival is happening July 14th to August the 4th. And uh, in honour of that, um, I have chosen a Norwegian singer, Aurora. Um, I'm going to play out the show in that. Um, join us on all the socials and subscribe all of that jazz we've got tangent city dis down under gentlemen of pop culture have a look it's all there and do join us next week because we do have some cool films to talk about lewis you've seen um herself Mm -hmm. which is a it's scottish it's not a scottish film it's just got a scottish irish i do apologize uh, which looks great Mm -hmm. um and then there's also a film called werewolves within which we both seen that um, that's which is going to be a fun topic of conversation that's a movie you gotta see and it's a review you gotta listen to so tune in and rachel you had something else you were going to talk about next week maybe can't remember can't remember but that's just the show We've got so much to talk about. So a lot. Uh, do come and join us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the gentlemen of pop culture. <laughs>